So we're back here on another Couch Coach Live Sunday sit down. I got my good friend Jelani Brown from What the Game Means to Me podcast. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Nothing much, nothing much. Uh, like we was talking about, it's just Sunday. Uh, yeah. Just another day, cool and relaxing, ready for the uh, ready for the grind in the week and everything. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, doing pretty good. I've been up honestly since about two o'clock. I fell asleep randomly, wow. and then I, like I said, I got up just kind of was working on the podcast a little bit. Probably posted yeah. up after we get off here. Um, so yeah, I just been up, made some burgers, you know, checking out what's going on, on social media with the protests and everything, and yeah, yeah. just. That's pretty much it. I watched a little bit of, of a movie on Netflix as well, so just yeah. keeping myself busy. How you doing, man? Everything's good, man. Like another, like I was saying, now I'm just relaxed. Just you know, another Sunday and just getting ready for the grind of the week. That is, um, just, just getting ready for the the week ahead. But um, exactly. man, let's talk about and actually, uh, definitely huge shout out for you having me as a guest on oh, yeah, what the yeah, game means course, to me yeah. podcast. So tell everybody about the podcast and just your journey. Yes, of course, of yeah. course. So um, I'm a new podcaster. Just started about a about a month ago. I think today makes actually a month since I dropped my first like three episodes. Yeah, it does. So uh, um, dropped those first three episodes. Um, just kind of telling about myself. Um, and then I did kind of like one on the draft, and then another one uh with my good uh friend. Uh, he played at ETSU. What's up, Chris? That's yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> yeah. Chris Powell uh, from uh, not Chris Powell, sorry, Chris LeBron. Talking <laughs> Chris Powell, Chris LeBron yeah. from uh, Off the Ball. Uh, he's actually who I did the podcast with. I'm dropping with later, but um, but yeah, I um, my third episode was with a good friend uh, of mine. He plays at ETSU right now, wide receiver, and then um, my coach, uh, former coach from high school. So um, yeah, pretty much like I said, new podcast. I just dropped those first three episodes about a month ago. So I guess it's my little month anniversary. Um, kind of the idea behind it was just, I guess, providing a platform, um, for individuals to, uh, come on and kind of just share their stories about kind of how, like, the, they got into sports or kind of like what, you know, sports kind of means to them. Cause I guess my philosophy and thinking is, you know, sports just has an effect on, you know, everybody somehow, some way. And I know everybody has a story, whether it's, you know, you know, they played on the next level or whether, they weren't able to play on the next door, got hurt, and they, you know, chose a different avenue or whatever, kind of like my story. So pretty much I played, you know, sports all the way through high school, uh, football, basketball, and baseball. I played mainly focused on football and basketball when I was in uh, high school. But basically kind of injuries derailed me um, from, you know, kind of where I thought I was going to be and what I wanted to do. So come my senior year, pretty much I was injured, but I still had like a few offers, but they were kind of like, you know, really just like lower D D3 level schools and they were pretty far they're up north and everybody don't know me but I'm from Atlanta Georgia born and raised in Atlanta Georgia I I don't do well with the cold so I didn't want to go anywhere too far from home and you know money wise it just wasn't too smart of a decision so just decided to stay home stay uh you know local go to Kennesaw State and Georgia State um where I majored in sports administration and figured I just you know find a different avenue different way into the sports world, you know, kind of just staying around it. It's pretty much the whole thing. So I just wanted to get, you know, partner with other people because I know I got a lot of friends that I used to play with that went on to the next level. Like I have a few friends that play in the NFL. Actually, I played with one guy that plays on your team, Chris. Um, what you call it? Uh, Montez Sweat. Oh, um, no way. That's my guy. Yeah, Montez. <laughs> he, um, I played with him literally. So mm-hmm. um, used to throw the ball to him. He used to also, he used to be, I think, our DN and tight end. So, yeah. Sorry, I, um. 
just know there's a few guys I know that play in NFL now and, you know, just play on different levels, higher levels. So I plan to pretty much partner with them, kind of get their story out, um, kind of also just inspire, I guess, the youth in a way. Like I said, just let people know, like, you know, everybody, of course, wants to be, you know, you know, like LeBron or Katie or Deshaun Watson. Just, you know, they want to be in the NFL and play on that next level. And, of course, that's all good and great. But, you know, sometimes the numbers aren't in people's favors. You know, I think what's the it's a low percentage. I think like less than two percent of, you know, college athletes go, you know, on to the next level and play pro. So yeah. just, you know, I guess being that inspiration, maybe getting other people's story out that's in different, you know, areas of whether it's the sports industry or just regular you know the business world kind of just letting them know there's different avenues to be kind of where you want to be instead of you know whether you and not be too down on yourself if you can't you know reach those higher aspirations you may have like i said playing in the nba nfl mlb whatever the case may be so yeah you know i talked for a minute but yeah that's pretty much you know the the idea behind it all um and kind of where my inspiration came from so appreciate having you know appreciate you coming on this past week you guys go check out that episode. I posted it up, I think, about two days ago. So um, really good conversation, really great conversation. Then also you know, have another one coming on today. So, Yeah, absolutely, man. And that was and it's so funny that you say that. Um, it's a great show, man. It was and it's crazy because it kind of brought me back, you know, because you asked me that that, that mm-hmm. question. Yep. And it's fun to go back and how to kind of relive how it all kind of started. Exactly. And kind of like you said, it's almost. I didn't compete on your level, like as far as high school and what have you, but I always knew at some point I always wanted to be in some in some in, 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 a, in a part of the game in some form exactly. or fashion. Yeah, I knew probably athletically, <laughs> no, you know, you know, like I was saying on your on the podcast um, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. I didn't hit the genetic lottery like I envisioned. Yeah, but yeah, hey, I wanted to stay in the game, but um, exactly. and funny that we you know we talked about um when you know, when I was on the pod on Wednesday. So Drew Brees, we Drew Brees was the topic of this. This is the yeah. this was the real Drew Brees that came out when we discussed it on Wednesday. Yep. Now he's had a mea culpa times two. Mm-hmm. He you know he had two apologies. Exactly. So what are your thoughts now? This is Sunday. We are what, about uh-huh. three three four days removed from what we yeah. talked about on Wednesday. Yep. Your thoughts now on these two. apologies. Mm. I put it that way <laughs> to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. I don't know, man. I kind of, I'm almost really in the same place as Wednesday. Um, I, I guess like with the teammates and everything, of course, you know, all his other teammates came out. Michael Thomas, you know, posted a picture. Um, Demario Davis, you know, said something like basically like that's our leader. We're going to accept it. We're going to move on or whatever, you know, other of his teammates just coming out, kind of like accepting it and stuff. Um, which I, I feel like they have not have to do, but, you know, it's best to do, of course, with the up, with their upcoming season that they don't want like that type of tension and hard feelings like affecting the locker room and affecting their game. And um, they have big Super Bowl, Super Bowl aspirations this week. So or this year. Sorry. So I figured they, you know, not doing it to save face, but they, of course, like I said, kind of just doing it to move on and, you know, kind of look forward to the upcoming season. And like I said, that's their leader and everything. So it's understandable with me. Like I said on Wednesday in our podcast, it's kind of just, you know, just showing and telling of your true colors. I felt it was a real tone-deaf comment to make, you know, especially during the times and everything that's going on. I don't understand, like, why, like, why he would say that or whatever. Like, I was kind of battling, you know, back and forth. I know we're going to probably talk about Jake Fromm in a minute as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, like, it – 
like I say, it was just tone deaf and it's like why kind of like why say that um, you know, with the climate, everything that's going on in America. And the big thing is for me, I guess, with those two, like Jake Fromm and um Drew Brees, it's like Yes, they're not going to ever understand and know the struggle that uh, African-American men go through on a day to day in, uh, you know, in our United States, really in the world, honestly. But to, you know, be around the players that they're around, like they're around what 75, 80 percent, maybe a little less percentage of, you know, athletes on their team is probably African-American because that's how that's the percentage the league is made up of. So. It's like, yes, you're not going to understand the struggle and everything, but it's like you're around kind of like those guys. Like, I'm sure some type of conversations come up to, you know, about, you know, childhood, their upbringing and, and things like that. And it's like, I know they're probably not going to, they don't fully understand to an extent. And I guess in I've been hearing and seeing a lot of people say, like, it's our job to teach them. For one, I don't think it's our job to teach them. It's kind of, in it's kind of, you know, apparent in a way like every like you see so many hashtags you see so many killings you see you know it in the news all the time i don't feel like we should be you know teaching them i feel like that's something like one they should just kind of like know like i said being around the guys in their locker room being around the sport for so long like i know they play with other african-americans they should kind of know and then like we talked about on wednesday him making it about something that never was about when we talked about it for like it's been known for six years what Colin Kaepernick was protesting about. He's protesting about police brutality in America and you know the innocent killings or the senseless killings of innocent, you know, African Americans um in our community. So for him to just make that statement and, and continue on with that narrative, even six years later, and for him to come out with an apology saying that he wasn't fully aware in my eyes, like I said, I'm in the kind of in the same in the same place because you can't I don't know. Like I said, you just can't not be aware for six years and everything that's been going on. Like it's just a little tone deaf. And you're a 41 year old man. Like I said, you're never going to understand the you know the struggles we go through. But like I said, it's just more apparent than ever at this point. And it's just like why say something like that in this climate and day and age? So I don't know. I'll let, I'll defer to you. Like what what do you think about it? Like what what's been going through your head since then? I think it's like you like you said. It's, it's, it's the same where we talked about it on Wednesday. It, I, I'm in the same boat with you where. It, from the jump, it was never about the flag, and exactly. it's been documented. And, it, and it's not like this was a, a pie out the sky. We, it's this documented. There, you, all you have to do is take, um, you, like I said the other day, Google search Nate Voyer. <laughs> yep. And exactly. the first thing will come up of of why of of the of pretty much the antithesis of the protest. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, that's why the part of me is like, we know what it means. It's just you created that narrative on mm -hmm. your own. Exactly. And like, you just have to ignore that. And and another thing too, what are your thoughts on just this whole like the NFL situation, like as far as Roger Goodell going out and yeah, like, I want to nah, hear your thoughts about that. Uh, in my eyes, the NFL is just it's just, they just keep they just keep showing themselves like I feel like they feel they I feel like they think that they're doing the right thing it's kind of like you know um it's kind of like when you know when people kind of like try to say the right things just because they know they got to go along with it like they gotta you know like I said save face like he him admitting that I guess the NFL was wrong with, like by not listening to players earlier or whatever like I don't know. It's, it's like I said, it just feels like it's the right thing to say and right thing to do. Kind of like all these other companies are doing, like these other mm -hmm. teams are doing with the Blackout Tuesday. Like 
especially with uh, San Francisco. Like, I think we talked about when they did it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. right. It's just a little. It's just like question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, like you don't do you not understand? Like, you're the like part of the reason why like exactly. you know, Kaepernick's out of the league. You know, blackball yeah. without a job. So, like I said, it kind of just seemed like it's just like all of them are just trying to say the right things and just you know kind of kind of get through it. Like I'm pretty sure like, it's uncomfortable for them, but you know, for me, it's more of more of actions. Like if Roger Goodell right. in the NFL wants to, you know, make amends, you know, with the community and or the Black African American community, and you know, even Colin Kaepernick, one should have been the apology should have been you know directed to him. It shouldn't right. have been just like well, of course, all NFL players. I will like accept like yes, they should have been apologized to all NFL players because there were people that um you know protested with them, knelt with them. And there were some that were scared to even do so because yeah. they knew they may be out of a job just like him. Um, and they just couldn't risk that and, you know, feeding their families and everything. So, yes, apologize to the NFL players, but you need to be apologizing directly to Colin Kaepernick, acknowledging everything that he's done and giving him a fair shot to get back in the league, which is what he's been wanting, you know, since he's been out of the league. So, yeah. like I said, I don't know. It, to me, it's all kind of fake. Like I said, just kind of trying to save face. They got to apologize. They got to kind of get back in, you know, in the good hands and good graces of, of the people. And like I said, the climate of today, like we have 13 other countries, you know, protesting, you know, on behalf of Black Lives Matter. So it's kind of like, like I said, they're just doing it just, you know, kind of keep their good name and, you know, protect the brand. I think, like I said, on Wednesday, so. Yeah, and what's funny, you know what I found it really funny about all this is? They're doing this because I, I guarantee you it's it's because of that video that came out with what the pro, what I call it, the prominent black players of the league. Oh, oh got, yeah, yeah. You exactly. got a Super Bowl MVP yep. and Patrick Mahomes. Yep. You got one of the leading rushers in this, mm-hmm. in this league um, and Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. And you yep. got one of the budding young running backs and uh, and Saquon Barkley, you got all these guys that's in this video, and it's like, okay, this yeah. is gonna hit our, this is gonna hit our money, mm-hmm. this is going to hit our billion dollar industry if right. we don't follow right. behind this. Yeah. It's all, it, it, it's all. I'm telling you, all these companies are doing that because they understand. Yeah. This lets you know, and this we've always documented this way. They always say, as far as black buying power, it's huge, and that's why, and that's why I think in order to inflict change, it has to. You have to hit people in their pocketbooks. Yep. That's the you only way to. they're going to understand. That's right. literally the only way we, they're going to understand. That's what me and my girlfriend were talking about the other day. Like, mm-hmm. that's all they know. Like, yep. that's all they know. So if we, we got to right. hit them where it hurts. And that's pretty much the pockets. And not even just them. Like, of course, there's other, right. like, NBA yeah. mainly made up of. But it's like, I don't know. They're obviously, you know, different entity. And yeah, they're just more progressive. Like, they they like they don't really have these issues. Like, we know and have – we know invisibly have had these issues with nfl you know forever so you pretty much right. hit it on the head i forgot i almost forgot about that video and right. they're fa- like pretty much faces they're all faces of their own team and you know right. especially i'm pretty sure when he saw patrick mahomes in there he's like oh yeah like, Whoa. he definitely gotta definitely gotta put right. out a statement like as soon as possible so we got a 24 we got a 24 year old super bowl yep. mvp yep. who ain't going nowhere anytime soon like anywhere like that's that's and, the base, that's the future. So he was like, "Yep," <laughs> and almost is like, and it's kind of remember in the NBA because guess what happens? Their prominent players mm-hmm. came to the aid, and and funny thing about it, a lot of people don't realize how Donald Sterling got out of the league 
because those guys was gonna pretty much is gonna boycott the playoffs. They yep. were like, <laughs> they were calling Adam um, Adam Silver like, look, but yeah, we we we're not playing unless Donald Sterling gone. You see how quick mm-hmm. and active a change like that happened because they know. Because yeah. they know at the end of the yeah, day, exactly. they're making money off the backs of these players. And, of course, you're not going to stop your billion-dollar train off of one clown uh, yep. or one little ideology. Mm-hmm. Money rules everything. Clear, clear as day. Yep. <laughs> That's when money is the biggest, is the, is the, is the, is the, the biggest motivator. Is the driver to, to enact change. Mm-hmm. So, and, of course, you're from Georgia. Yep. And I know you've seen a lot of uh, Jake Fromm, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in, in your area. So, yep. your thoughts on Jake Fromm, the, yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah. elite whites? Text, yeah, that's quote unquote. I was I was waiting for this one. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess one first thing I want to put out there for anybody that may be watching: I'm a Florida fan, Gator fan, diehard Gator fan been a Gator fan since I think Chris Leak. Like Chris Leak with his last year and then um when Tim Tebow came in. So I don't I'm, I'm not a Georgia guy. I don't root for Georgia um on the college level. So I've yeah. always been against Drake Jake Fromm um when they got when they honestly when they even when they kicked him from for uh for Easton I know Easton got hurt. Yeah but like when Easton was like back and healthy I figured like he would you know Pretty much take over that, take over that role, take over that spot, or at least compete for it. But he never got to. So of course he ended up going to Washington, and then they let uh, Buddy go. I forgot his name, but he was the number one quarterback, I think, either in the country or number one quarterback in. Um, oh, Justin yeah, Fields. Ohio, yep, yep. Yes. Ohio State, yep. Yes, so Fields. when they let when they chose him over, chose him, take chose him over, uh, or chose from over him. I figured like, yeah. Um, Hmm. I just I, I never I never was a big Jake Fromm fan. Jake Fromm fan. He uh just didn't really prove himself too much to me in college. Everyone thinks he had such a great college career, but in my eyes, everything was ran off the backs of the running backs and the defense. That's pretty much where their team you know, lie. But anyway, to get into what he was saying, um, I didn't expect anything less. Like when I saw it, I was like, yeah, I kind of understand. Not understand. I understand and know that that's the type of person he probably is because of where he's from he's from warner robbins and that's south georgia country georgia you know certain parts you just don't want to go into like i said on wednesday and um that's just probably the mindset he grew up with and kind of like the like his surroundings and his family probably has those same ideologies and you know thoughts and you know racism is taught and it's in drive in you know in driving people or in droving people um so i was just glad that the girl felt like it was, you know, the right thing to do to out him to say, because to me, honestly, they're both bad. But I think that was worse than what Drew Brees said, um, because that's like on some, you know, like KKK, like white supremacy, yeah. like level of thinking. That's something that like, like I said, I don't mess with. I'm hoping others don't mess with and something I just I wouldn't want to be around. I hope others wouldn't want to be around. So. When I first saw it, I was like, Bills are probably going to cut him in the next few hours, or they should cut him in the next few hours. That's yeah. a six-round pick quarterback. You really don't need him. You already had a young quarterback. You already got – um, and I forgot his name. I don't know oh, why. I my head. Josh Allen. Yep, they already got Josh yeah. Allen there. It's like, man, you just drafted him. You really don't even need Jake Fromm. And Jake Fromm's coming in as a third string anyway. So I was like saying something like that, the climbing of everything that's going on, he's going to be cut in a few hours. 
obviously that didn't happen. He just came out with an apology a few hours later. And to me, like, I'm, I don't know, like if I'm in that locker room with him, um, this upcoming year, you know, I'm, like I said, I don't know how it's going to go for him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be around him. I wouldn't be messing with him in practice. I'm trying to take his head off. I know they probably, you know, they're not, they don't allow, of course, touching of the quarterback and stuff. You know, they give him little red jerseys and, and shit. But right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, if I'm on the defense, I'm looking to take his head off because oh. it's, like I said, it's just, it's ridiculous. And also, I, I talked about this with, uh, you know, Chris LeBron on my podcast that's going to be uh, released later on. It's not like, is something he said because you know how like with sometimes with these athletes and stuff they'll dig up old tweets or old texts that like were said when they were like middle school or you know right. high school this was last year like he just said it last year in march right. so it's like like we said with drew Brees, your your mind didn't change within 24 or 48 hours his his mind definitely didn't change with with this from a year removed because he's still saying this and he was just leading the team um to well playoff hopefuls last year, like I said, as they're as their leading quarterback for the Bulldogs. So I don't know. I feel like, like I said, he, he, that's just what how he was raised. That's in him. Like I said, that's white supremacy level of, of thinking in my eyes. And that's just not anything I would want to be around. So if I was the Bills, I would have cut him immediately. They obviously didn't because I guess they're, you know, seeing him as an investment. That's a draft pick, obviously. But I feel like he's easily replaceable. He's not, you know, not yeah. that great like mechanically as a quarterback he doesn't really bring anything to the table that you can't find honestly off you know off the street or from an undrafted free agent in my uh, my opinion so I don't know I would have cut him it obviously should hurt his football career I feel like the Bills are probably his only chance if he doesn't make it there it's, it's, it might be an out but then again like the way the NFL goes the way you know they give unfortunately white players chance after chance after chance no matter, you know, their background or whatever they said or done, um, it may not be his only stop. So, as like I said, he's a third string. I don't see him coming in and playing, really, unless there's, you know, obviously catastrophic injuries to Allen and their other backup. But, like I'm gonna say, it's just upsetting to see and know, like, something like that can be said and thought even only a year ago, and he can still, you know, be on the team and still have a chance to, you know, live out his dream or whatever. I feel like, you know, that should be punished some way, somehow like fine like game you know game suspensions or something but you know none of that is being done or you know addressed so i don't know yeah to be real with you <laughs> I, i'm i'm uh, to be honest with you i am really loving this time because <laughs> we're starting to review you're starting to reveal mm -hmm. what people mm -hmm. really feel mm -hmm. this, is, yep. this is perfect and like you said Words matter. That's why people always say you need to hang on to every every single word mm -hmm. someone says. Yep. Elite white people. Like elite that white elite, person. That, yeah, that's, that's just <laughs> the rich. I can say, okay, well, that's just him just, you know, dissing like poor people. And yeah. it happens. Yeah. But now you're just saying, hey, elite, elite. white people should be the only yeah. ones that should have guns. Yeah. like that. So you're like, okay. So in other words, my connotation and it kind of goes kind of perpendicular to what's going on in this situation where people, unarmed black men are getting killed by cops that have guns. guns yep. So I look at that and it's like, oh, okay. So I have to hang on every single word because mm -hmm. I can look at that and be like, oh, that sounds like what's happening now. Yep, exactly what's happening now. So 
Hmm. Exactly. Like so it, now, it, right? So now, do you want to get to a point where? Because essentially, that's that, the way you're, and then even in Georgia with our with uh, Aubrey, mm-hmm. that situation with Aubrey, yep. he was unarmed. Yep. And didn't 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 an elite white person have a gun? Three allegedly, mm-hmm. right? Three of them. And, see, and that's where, and that's why, like you see, and like, and I'm glad that you put the parallel with him being from Warner Roberts, mm-hmm. and you see, you, you see, like these are how people feel, like. And this it, it's um it's it's good. It's an eye opening experience. Mm-hmm. It just lets you know. I want to know who my enemies are. Yep. You want to know who your enemies are. You don't want people to be hiding behind facades and oh yep. yeah, I love everybody. <laughs> you know, because yeah, you, you guarantee right. And I guarantee you, he was one of the guys in the locker room because they mm-hmm. they I know they blocked for him. They exactly. bled, sweat, sweated tear for that guy. Exactly. That's what I'm you saying. Think, Exactly. And you think they would have did that stance and stuff like this in this type of climate? Hell no. At all. Like at all. That's that's um said kind of another thing, like like you were just saying, like I, I feel like because I like I said, he's from Warner Robbins, like they're like that's something he was probably comfortable saying and, and, and thinking about, like because of the same people that's down there, same people we grew up around, um, like I said, have those same ideologies and same thought that same thought process. So it it just shows, like you said, the true person they are, and like they trying to, you know, just play nice and play safe. Because I'm pretty sure, like even where he played high school, like it was still probably majority of African Americans playing football on the team. Um, like same thing, like I said with Drew Brees, like kind of just it's it's I don't know. I, it's just honestly sad and disgusting. Like I said, I just feel like he shouldn't have shouldn't have a job anymore. Um, like I said, shout out to the girl that blasted him and put it out because she said. <laughs> They, I forgot somebody was trying to basically tell her to take it down or delete it or whatever, but she just felt it was right for this to be seen um, because, like I said, the climate of, you know, climate of everything that's going on. Because another thing is, too, like what I've been seeing, like on social media and on Twitter and everything, um, there's, I guess, like white people, like basically, you know, anti like supremacists, you know, KKK members, just other, you know, people that are against the Black Lives Movement. Thing and you know the protesters and everything that's going on like they're protesting against basically black black lives matter and they're coming out you know loaded with guns and everything like before we hopped on i saw something like this one this one um white man had ran over a guy i forgot his name but I, he died like a few hours ago rest in peace to him but basically the white guy drove over like ran over this one guy i think he also had a gun on him as well the cop just sit, the cop is basically protecting him like letting him like sit on the cop car, smoke a cigarette, kind of just, you know, chilling and everything. Like, meanwhile, he just ran over a guy. They let him lay on the ground and die. And he, like I said, died a few hours ago. So it's like, um, pretty much like these these people, like you were saying with uh, with pretty much the white supremacy thing. And then like with Ahmaud, uh, Ahmaud Arbery and everything, like these people are comfortable coming out, like in basically threatening our lives, like as regular civilians. And they have no consequences whatsoever and same thing with this he gets to say something along those lines along that along that nature he probably has you know does and has you know, certain things like you know guns probably go shooting probably you know says and we're probably you know, a whole bunch of other things that i'm just probably speculating that he does but they feel comfortable and, and feel like they're able and should be able to do these things when obviously they shouldn't be like exactly. and that's pretty much everything like what we're marching for what we're protesting for and everything that's going on nowadays so 
Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Hopefully yeah. it's handled somehow, some way. It can't just get swept under the rug. But knowing the NFL and knowing everything that, you know, typically the pattern, it probably will be. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So we'll say in the NFL. So let's talk about your Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta Falcons. You know, just your outlook on, on the upcoming season. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, mixed emotions, honestly. Um, mixed emotions. Biggest thing, of course, I'm happy uh, we're getting Todd back. Todd's coming home, um, in a sense, because he went to Georgia, of course. I think he's from North Carolina. But Todd's coming home gives us uh, another offensive weapon, of course, uh, after losing Devontae Freeman. Uh, everybody's a little worried about his knees, but I think it's – I've seen a few workout videos. Matt Ryan spoke about it. They Everyone's saying um, – that he's he's good to go. That the knees look perfectly fine. Um, so if he's able to return to form, I think uh, he won Offensive Player of the Year 2017. If he's able to you know return to that form, my offense honestly might be unstoppable with a uh, with a solid third receiver after Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Um, if we just get that solid third receiver, that if, if we could find him, Laquan Treadwell, and then um, a guy that's already on our team. Um, forgot his forgot his name, but. Uh, he was a receiver out of LSU. Both of them guys or one of them guys can step up and be that solid third receiver. We'll be straight, honestly, on the offensive side. But it's really the defensive side that most of the worries from uh, during the draft. That's pretty much what they addressed. With our first pick, we got uh, the corner, A.J. Terrell, out of Clemson. Um, that name doesn't really ring a bell to anybody. Look up the national championship game yes. and um, just look at Jamar Chase and uh, what you call it. I think it was Jamar Chase mainly, but uh, Jamar Chase and Jefferson, just watch them, and you'll see the corner that's running behind them is the guy that we got. So, um, yeah, it, it's tough. I wasn't a fan of that pick whatsoever. I know we needed a corner because we let uh, Trufant go, and we only had pretty much – we had three on the roster, but two are young. One's a first year and one's a second year, and uh, the second year, Oliver, isn't really that great. I see you, Chris. Um, yeah, <laughs> I see you. It's all right. We, we got there. It's okay. Hopefully, we'll make it back within one of these years while we still got Julio and Matt. But, yeah, man, honestly, the defense is, is the worry. Like I said, we addressed it mainly in the in the draft um, by getting a corner, A.J. Terrell. If he's able to, you know, produce big and and show why we picked him at that 19 spot, then I'll be, I'll be okay with the pick. Um, but right now, it's just – it's iffy because, one – at Clemson, they ran a lot of press man, and the Atlanta Falcons don't really run press man. They're more of a cover three zone type defense, and his weakness is in zone. Like I said, obviously, as you saw in the national championship game, when they went zone, they went right by him. Even in man, they went right by him. So um, he has a lot of technique issues. Um, he's kind of like a raw prospect, but if they're able to, you know, if they're able to work with him and, you know, work, work with him on his technique, and, you know, just get him on more of an NFL skill level. Like, his, he has all the, you know, I guess the attributes. He has the height. He has the skill. He has the weight. But he's just a raw talent. If they're able to work with him and fix him up, then he should be, you know, started from day one. Hopefully, you know, comes on. He's going to have a lot of a lot of rough goings or a lot of rough outings, rather, Um, you know, this first year because of, you know, Tampa Bay. Got Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Saints, Drew Brees. Emmanuel Sanders now and Mike Thomas. And then, you know, uh, Carolina's cooking up something. Um, 
you know, in Charlotte. And then of course we play the we play the um Kansas City Chiefs. Basically, we play a bunch of teams that have great offices. So um he's gonna definitely be challenged a lot this year. But if he's able to, you know, rise to the occasion, um, we should be okay. But honestly, corner's our weakest spot. We need another corner, um, sign a veteran type corner. We got better at the defensive line. We got Marlon Davidson from uh, Auburn. He'll be great against uh, next to Grady. And we got uh, another linebacker, Mikael Walker, and he'll be great against, you know, next to Deion Jones. So it's really just the defense. That's the only question right now on the offensive side. Um, on the offensive side, the only, I guess, question I think is right guard. Um, it's going to be a battle there. It's like three three guys battling it out. So we get that shared up. Offensive side, I'm not worried about it. Defense is the big, you know, focus. Um and it's really just at the corner spot. So, um, how, Mr. Jeff Hunt, how, how long is Matt Ryan still a guy? I'll give him, honestly, another, you know, quarterbacks are lasting a while. Um, and he's, what, 36 or 7? Yeah. 36 or 7. I'll give him another three years. Like, if they're able to protect him. Because <laughs> these last three years haven't been pretty. Or rather, these last two years haven't been pretty. And he's been, you know, sacked, I think, the first the first or second uh, highest total um, out of these last two years. So if they were to protect him, then yeah, he's the guy for another three years. Um, and we'll, we'll see. Hopefully we can get another Super Bowl run within them three years. So yeah, um, that's my little outlook. I think prediction wise, we'll probably, I don't think we're going to make the playoffs, unfortunately. Like I said, I just don't see the defense really. I don't, I, unless we make some surprise signing like a Logan Ryan, which we don't have no money to do it. So I doubt we do it. Um, then we'll probably just middle of the road, eight and eight, something like that. Seven and nine, eight and eight again, you know, <laughs> for the third year in a row, missing the playoffs. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, it's uh, going to be it's interesting in Atlanta, um, especially like I said. And Carolina's the team, I think, is going to be kind of a, a sleeper. Yeah. Carolina's I think so too. Sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, let's talk in, yeah. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. With Carolina, the only like they're a sleeper offensively. I just I, I'm waiting to see. I guess what type of offense they're gonna run. Of course, because they got Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Um, they have solid receivers, but like ain't no one that's really like you know stand out. They got Debo, not Debo Samuel. Sorry, they got uh another Samuels and then somebody else. But it's just it'll be interesting to see what type of offense they run. Um, and they're kind of rebuilding their defense as well after losing. You know, Keekly retired. Um, yeah. and everything, but. They did sign that sign. They did draft Derrick Brown. He uh went to school here in Atlanta as well. Yeah. Monster beast. He went to he went to Lanier, which is like a few minutes from um a school that I went to. So yeah, he, he's he's definitely gonna bolster them up and uh help that defense. But yeah, there it's gonna be interesting overall in NFC South. It just got a lot you know a lot more tougher. Um, just you know overall, honestly, like I said, if the Saints can get past this Drew Brees things, they'll probably. I think they'll still win the NFC South. Um, hopefully just not a Super Bowl because that's the only thing I care about. Hate Aints fans. Hate to hear them talk about anything Super Bowl. Hate, hate to hear them talk about anything football-related, period. So, I don't know. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a tough road for us. Like I said, middle of the road, probably missing playoffs. Um, but, yeah. What about your, what about your uh, Washington Redskins? How you feel about the signing of Rivera and, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins going forward? Man, I'm I'm I, I'm very I am extremely excited. I, we I see now we have a direction. Yeah, and yeah, great yeah. signing. Honestly, that's that's yeah. a great coach to have in our locker yeah. room. So, 
I like what um what is going on there uh, defensively. Um, mm-hmm. now going to the four three, which we, I think we should have been doing for years. Mm-hmm. You're bringing a guy like a Jack Del Rio to re up your defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does wonders. I mean, you see what he's done in other uh, regimes, especially notably in um in Denver. Yep. You know, he was uh the, the coordinator there. Um, offensively. Um, it's you know a little bit here and, and then of course let's let's, let's, let's uh, go back to the <laughs> thing. Yeah, first of all, we're gonna talk about um I do the, the four three and then like in as far as and I'm 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 loving what we've done in the drafts. I look at us as a as a junior 49ers where we kind of have been building mm-hmm. our, our and our trenches. Yep, exactly. Yep. And and again, you know, a guy who I think is gonna be a big beneficiary mm-hmm. is your guy, Montez Way from you know, from you know, the whole the yeah, whole hometown hero. hero, Stevenson. Yes, and I um I think he's going to be good. Have him on one side, <laughs> and then you have um then you have Chase Young on the other, which that's just going to be that's like a, a, yeah, that's going to be hard to handle. Yes, it, it's going to be like a meet me at the quarterback. Yep, <laughs> it's just like I like that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, our line, and I think we're just doing it the right the right way. Mm-hmm. I think the Wayne. He's in the thing with him. Yeah, Dwayne is. I think Dwayne is going to be a good quarterback in this league. Mm-hmm. Every week he stepped on the field, he got better. Yeah, and that's that's and, always that's the first thing because he right. You just throwing in a horrible situation, honestly. Right, so. and for him to get better in a situation where, in essence, he was on a blank canvas. Like whatever mm-hmm. he did last year, Damn you could charge it to the game. Mm-hmm. But he got better. <laughs> yeah, but he got better. He got better every week mm-hmm. as it progressed. Now he's getting a guy like a Scott Turner, who I hope believes in him, mm-hmm. and hopefully with the tutelage of um, of uh, Cal Allen can help him, you yeah. know, um, help him kind of teach him the offense and kind of pretty much expedite the process. Mm-hmm. And I like what you know, I, I like what Dwayne can do. Dwayne has it physically. Yep. My biggest thing is does he have it upstairs? And, he, <laughs> and I think he does. I think I think it's mentally he has it. And I think, and then uh, he did a great job conditioning during during the off season. He's lost, I think, like probably almost fifteen pounds. Oh wow, yeah, that's good. So, and I think he trimmed. I think he's only like seven percent body fat, which Solid. is excellent. Yeah, I mean, I'm excellent. <laughs> Extreme. Complain about that, yeah. And the thing, and I like with, um, and then also our guys, what we got as far as um, our receivers, we're still kind of like you know. We That's still why I, was you know, we, two. I was like, no, is that draft any? Well, we got a guy named, I think, Gandy Golden. He's out of Liberty oh, University. Yeah. yeah. A, a coronavirus survivor. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That was but, a uh, Yeah, but um, out of Liberty University, I think he's a pretty good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, he's a, like a brainiac to me. He's a really, really a smart guy. Yeah. Um, and then it's like just the, the nucleus of the second year, these guys coming together like a Cam Sims. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, um, oh, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, and that's what I said. That's the one I mean. And those guys, I think they're going to kind of come together. The wide receiver situation is a little iffy. Yeah. I was, oh, when I, when Tampa Bay sounded drunk, I was like, all right, do I have to go down <laughs> to Tampa Bay and like pull OJ Howard? Out yeah, that's all I'm about to say. Yeah, like, pull the trigger. I I said, I would, I t- everybody was so excited. Oh, Grunk won Tampa Bay. I thought to myself, y'all going to let OJ go? Oh, yeah. Let OJ go. Let me know. Let me know. Ain't no rumbling. Like if they um, I think I just, I'm, I'm hoping they like they have to let him go. They, like I'm hoping they find a trade suitor somewhere because I don't want to see. 
I don't think Gronk's going to be fully, fully back to four until probably like, you know, halfway right. during the season. But we don't play him to the last two of the last three of our games of the season. So yeah. it's like, I don't want to, you know, face a full head of steam Gronk and then possibly OJ Howard too. So I'm like, yeah, just, uh, yeah. On the suitor somewhere, I'm, I'm glad for him to go up to y'all NFC East. Yeah. So just somewhere. Cause, but, um, did y'all release Jordan Reed? I just know he's injury prone. Well, so yeah, I I mean, yeah, yeah, what, what he was like, what they call like medically released. Least, okay, or something yeah. Like that. yeah, he was on like a, I forgot what is what is the the the, tech, the textbook <laughs> definition of being released due to you know all those injuries. Mm-hmm. But um, a tight end is the biggest question mark when you looked at. I mean, Jeremy Sprinkle, and then of course mm-hmm. the retirement of Vernon Davis. Yeah, exactly. Thank God he wasn't like his brother. He retired. Mm-hmm. He he retired in the perfect time. Perfect he didn't retire. Yeah. <laughs> Lord knows a couple of games. I was like, it, I hope yeah. he like his brother. Honestly, like, I I forgot he was even playing up there before. He uh yeah, yeah like one play on top ten this this past year, right? I forgot what it, it was. Something crazy that he did. I was like, oh, he still plays. Oh, he retired. Game. Yeah, first, first game. yeah, first game. He did that little, that, that flip kind of yep. like. Yep, that was amazing. <laughs> And it's crazy because I and it's and that's let you know like kind of because you know did you did you hear about the story behind it? Mm-mm, I because I, I think his grandfather passed away the, the night before the game. Oh yeah, and yeah. It, it you think like God, it let you know like if you, I don't know if you're a spiritual guy or not, but mm-hmm. it let you know like sometimes oh, yeah. you know people looking for you, they looking out for you. It's something, it's something, it's something up there that's that's tell you, hey, yeah. oh yeah, it's definitely because of that. Yeah. Too many like, examples and too right. many stories, yeah. Right, right, right. And, you know, it is a Sunday sit-down, you know. Yeah. I just want, I, you <laughs> exactly. know we ain't talking about religion, but, you know, I just don't want to cross that line. Oh, yeah, exactly. But um, I think, but in honestly, in all seriousness, I do like what this team's going forward. I don't expect us to be like San Francisco, who yeah. are 4-12 and yeah. went to the Super Bowl the next year. No, as long as I see constant improvement, and I think we just have to be patient. Mm-hmm. I think we just have to realize, hey, this is a long, this is a long haul. Yep. We don't want to be sitting here two, three years from now. Oh, we need to get a new head coach or four or five years down the line. Yeah. No, we need, you need stability. The mm-hmm. team who are con- who are constant Let's winners, see. who are double digit winners every year, <laughs> have consistency. See, yep. or some t- or some form of por- uh, some place form of fashion, form, form of fashion mm-hmm. that. That ex- that exudes stability. Exactly. You, know, you can't have yeah. a situation where you hire one person and you know this person don't get along with this. You know, <laughs> exactly. And now giving him the power mm-hmm. to do those type of moves, he gets his guys in. And guess what? If you know, if those guys don't work, then guess what? He a clean house and vice versa. And, and this and a third. Exactly. He has the keys to the car. A lot of times these guys have never had keys to the car, and you see what happens. Yep, they just it was infighting. Mm-hmm. Just like with Dwayne Haskins. He exactly. was a perfect example. Snyder wanted Dwayne. Jay Gruden was like, hell no. Like, yeah. I, don't <laughs> like yeah. I don't want him. And you see how that happened. Yep. You, you go on five, and then once he gets gone, once he's gone, then that's when Wayne started playing. Yep, exactly. He got better and better. So I mean, yeah, I, think I, I now I, I feel confident because there's a plan in place. I can I can sleep easy knowing that. Okay, <laughs> well that's you know we yep. are gonna we're we're building this building, team yep. something. It's some type of something. direction now. Yeah. yeah, because now you're at a point where 
You're going against Ezekiel Elliott twice a year. Mm-hmm. You're going against the Saquon Barkley twice a year. So obviously, you need to get your defensive line together and get mm-hmm. them situated. Yeah. That's and it's, you have to have it like like like. That's why I'm I, I love what Carolina did with bolstering their defense because they got all the playmakers in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. You got to stop them. Got and if it. I get a, and so if I'm gonna show up a draft like what what Matt Rule did. He drafted all seven guys from the defense. defense and probably about half of them, probably about four of them, mm-hmm. will make an immediate impact on that defense next year. Exactly. Exactly. So plans. Mm-hmm. We just want we want plans. plans. And we want plans. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. Like it's, it's simple. Like yeah. It's, 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 I say this, but there's a proven formula, but everybody mm-hmm. deviates from it. And I just don't never understand why. It's 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 crazy. Yep. Like everybody deviates from the plan, which I just I, I don't understand why. Yep. But just look at the certain franchises, like um, right Steelers, so they had had only three three head coaches in like forty something years, something exactly. like that. Just crazy. It's obviously Bill Belichick up in you know New England, like you said, just type some type of stability. You didn't want to turn into the next Cleveland Browns. So. Right, you see what they're doing. They have yeah. a, a great talent, but look at them. They're they the coach, 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 coach. Yep, everybody on yeah. one years. Right, you had John Dorsey, mm-hmm. who I thought was doing a great job. Mm-hmm. One bad year, <laughs> one bad year. I'm out. Everything's gone now. Mm-hmm. Even though I do like Andrew Barry, what he's doing, mm-hmm. but that's it. There you go again. You're back at square one once again, and then it's bad because you got this type of talent. Yeah, it's good enough to make the playoffs. But you 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 got a whole new coaching staff, mm-hmm. so that's another thing where you're like, and then I feel bad for Kevin's defense because in in a sense, he's got a talented roster, even though he 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 it's, it, he inherited a great roster. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, could it work for him? Yeah, exactly. and that's another thing where too where and that's and that's why like Cleveland, I don't know why on earth that they did the stuff they did like, yeah. and then now you got the talent. They got that, if is if they don't make it this year, did, like, right? And that's like, a, at this like yeah, I know it, it takes coaching to a certain extent, but like at this point, what they have, they got our old tight end Austin Hooper just coming yep. off of another, you know, great year. He was hurt a little bit, but you know, coming off two good seasons, obviously, right. um, OBJ and um, what you call it, his that, buddy, yeah, yeah. yeah. See? Uh, Landry, yeah, so it's like they have the p and defensively too. They have the pieces, like they have pieces everywhere, like every right. single position on the field. There's not a question mark. So, right, mm, this they just got to make it. <laughs> on paper, this is 11, 11, 11, team, 11 win season for this mm-hmm. team. Even in the seventeen game regular season next year, exactly, yep. this team can win 17, 11 games. Yep. But the problem is, like you said, they don't make the playoffs this year or next year. Then guess what? Out. Kevin Stefanski is out. <laughs> Andrew Barrett is going to be out. Mm-hmm. All those guys are going to be out. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You can have all the talent you want. But like you said, if you ain't winning, then Cleveland going to be back at square one. And then they're going to go from being a 6-10 team to probably 0-16. Oh, 16 again, yep. 0-17 oh, one, one yep. year. Next three, mm-hmm. four, it's a cycle. Yep. It's a cycle. You Right. And it's just stability. Is, you have to have stability. Mm-hmm. Regardless of your roster, you got to yep. have stability. Stability. Somewhere. Right. right. So, as we talked about, um, let's shift to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, we're both, uh, you're, you're a Hawks fan, I'm a Bulls fan. We both said, hey, 
One, two, three, Cancun. The summer is here. Thank God. Like yeah. I don't, I didn't want to be a part of that. I mean, yeah. a twenty-two win team don't deserve no, it. The world, exactly. No. Twenty-one team neither. Right. So right. So let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. Um, what are your your thoughts on the off season? Like what things that need to be done in this off season to make you guys at least uh you know a legitimate player to make a legitimate playoff run? Yeah. Um, yeah, me, me and, uh, Chris LeBron talked about this a little bit. I'm very, I'm very excited, honestly, for the team. Very excited to see the direction that we're, you know, going in. Cause of course, like these last what three years we've had, you know, solid picks we've hit on the draft. Um, got John Collins, uh, the beginning of the, or the, I guess the start of, uh, our GMs, you know, regime with us. So we got John Collins first year, of course, Trey Young and Kevin Herter, um, the following in this past year, DeAndre and Cam. So that's a sol- that's a that's a solid group. That's a solid core for me. Um, with the three, you know, three wings, I guess interchangeable. I can play two and three. Um, DeAndre, Cam, and uh, Kevin, both all three can play defense, and they all three can shoot. They're all pretty much like kind of like three and D players. And Cam, um, like I said, coming down the stretch these last few games, uh, we saw that he can create a shot and he can create offense. Um, and also be a lockdown defender. So he he wants to be known as you know one of the greater two way players of the game and. I could see that coming along these last few games. Unfortunately, like I said, everything came to a halt with Corona, uh, the coronavirus, and their season came to an end, you know, prematurely. But I, I see him, you know, coming into his own, and he just has, you know, more time, more of an offseason, you know, to to improve and get better. So as long as they keep those five together, we'll be all good. They made the trade for Clint Capella um, before the, uh, what you call it, before All-Star break. He was hurt, and he didn't get to play with them, but that's just, a you know, another young piece. He's not hurting the books. He's 25. He'll fit in right with the uh with the core. He gives us a five because we're pretty much our team is just missing, you know, a little bit of veteran help and you know, edge and toughness on defense. I think we we probably was dead last and probably all like all statistical um statistical keepings of in, in defense. We probably last in efficiency, last in pretty much everything. Like we we just was giving up points. We could score a little bit, but we just giving up points. So um, we got, you know, Clint Capella as a five defensive stopper, rim protector, um, and another lob partner for Trey Young. So I'm excited for the, I'm excited for the guys that's on the team at the moment. Like I said, we're just missing like really veteran help and, you know, some bigs, maybe some stretch fours. Uh, we got Deadman before the all-star break as well. I was a little upset. We gave up who we gave up. We gave up Alex Lynn and Jabari Parker for him. Because earlier in the year, Jabari was hooping, but he got hurt, of course, because he's just injury prone. I know you know Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls guy, so. Probably my money. Yeah. <laughs> like, same thing with that. Like, but the thing is, he was he was hooping. Like, he was playing. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was he's still young, too. He's like 26, 25, 26. So I was like, if he stay, I was like, if he stays healthy the rest of the year, we'll keep him. Like, keep him, like, long term. Um, But obviously, we traded him to Sacramento Kings with Alex Lynn. Um, for Deadman because they needed veteran help and they needed a big that you know could kind of show everyone else along the way because of course Vince is Vince last season he'll be gone he doesn't we don't have that veteran and he's really like the only true veteran on our squad you know to you know to lead the lead the kids because other than that Jeff Teague we got him like pretty much maybe just a little bit little bitty trades here and there for the all-star uh before the all-star break to kind of you know help bolster us a little bit maybe i guess they thought we could make a playoff run but obviously not um so just going forward um 
during the offseason, it's, it's really up in the air. We got a bunch of money, but I don't like the free agents this year. Um, 2021's free agents look a lot better, um, depending on if anybody signs an extension or whatever. They look a lot better. So I don't know what they're really going to do with the money that they have because it's a lot, but there's no really free agents that I feel like is worth the money. And I feel like they're smart enough not to just, you know, give somebody a contract and kind of just blow it just because they, they, you know, have the money and have to. So I'm hoping this off season, we were mainly focused on, we need a back. If they don't keep Teague, we need a backup point guard for Trey. Cause that's what we, we needed this uh, year coming in. Um, wing wise, maybe just one, like I said, like Vince, maybe one veteran that could play three, four, um, kind of show the young guys along the way. Um, and then honestly, just focusing on our bigs. Like I said, we got John Collins, um did great this year of course he missed 25 games because of um illegal substance use or whatever i don't know some, something that was banned that he took um unfortunately he didn't know but like i said when he the games he did play he averaged a double double like either 20 and 11 20 and 10 or like 19 and 10 something like that but obviously he had another good year him clint capella and if we get us some veteran bigs that can either play stretch four or, you know be a rim rim protector we'll be okay. Like we'll be all right. You know, going into the, going into the next season, as long as everyone, like I said, continues to grow, continues to learn. And like I said, we just get that veteran help. Only thing I'm a little, I'm not worried about it, but the few little, you know, I got bleacher report and I'm always on there. Like the few little articles I'll be reading, like a lot of them I've been reading, like they just, I guess, speculating we could trade for Beal, which I'm not opposed for. I'm not opposed to, but the trade scenarios, were just too much for me, like crazy. Like they were giving up basically, they'll give up Hunter, they'll give up Reddish, they'll give up uh Herder. They pretty much just gave up all our three, our three wings, our three young wings to get Bill, which like I said, it's gonna add offense. But then again, you just gave up all three of your guys that play defense and help Trey because obviously Trey's not gonna play defense on nobody, he's, you know, a little bit smaller. He's more of an offensive threat. So you just pretty much gave up the three guys that's gonna, you know, that help Trey and play defense on the point guards for him. So um, as long as that doesn't really happen, like I said, I'll be happy with having them, but it's like, I don't, I feel like that's way too much to give up in, in my eyes for other people. It's probably not, but like, I'm seeing these kids play and grow. So I'm hoping they don't do that. Like I said, just kind of just wait. I feel like they really just need to wait till 2021 season, like I said, and make that big splash. Um, cause with the talent, we have talent. And if they sign the right guys this off season and draft correctly, me and Chris were talking about, I don't really know who they're going to draft. I would hope maybe Obi Toppin, maybe. Oh, yeah. um, I'm hoping because that would be a nice little fit with the, uh, you know, John Collins and you know all the other bigs there. So if we sign someone like him. Um, they have enough talent to to push for the eighth seed, seventh seed in a week East for next year. So just be patient. Don't spend money this year. Don't make a big splash unless it's a great big splash, and you know we're not giving up too much. Um, that's just kind of what I'm hoping for in my outlook. But I definitely see them pushing for A7C playoffs next year if uh, they just stay the course, which with our GM, I'm pretty sure they will. So that's just that's just my hope. That's my hope. But who knows? Like I said, I'm not the I'm not in charge. But like I said, I just I like I like who we have. I like the moves they've made so far. Um, I think they'll continue to make you know good moves because we got uh, I keep forgetting his name, but of course the GM. Uh, former GM or former assistant GM uh, from Golden State. And he's kind of trying to use that same formula he, he did with them, getting Steph and then Clay, then Draymond. So we kind of see it with, um, like I said, the, the three wings he got. 
um, are kind of like his clays. And then, of course, Trey's being uh, Steph Young. And then all he has to do is, you know, round it out with maybe another big and we'll be all good. Yeah. So let's round up this sit down with your top five athletes of all time. Top five of all time. That's a tough one. Um, anybody watching, don't crucify me. I'm pretty young. I'm 23. So I'm going to say my top five that I've personally seen and witnessed in some form or aspect. Um, does it have to be in the or like top like five top five and one or just like overall? It could be overall, yeah. Overall, yeah. I think I'm gonna go overall because I don't want to. I, <laughs> I can't really think like yeah, like one to five. Um, honestly, my one of course I'm I'm a LeBron guy. I'm a big LeBron fan, and I just think he's a you know a specimen of an athlete. Like he can pretty much do anything on and off the court. He played football in high school as well. Um, and I think he just saw article two. He was thinking about possibly playing during their lockout season, um, yeah. going to the you know, Cowboys, whoever he went to. Yeah. So, um, definitely, definitely athlete. And you can't argue with six, eight, 250, 260. So, athlete. Um, both of us got the jersey in the background. Michael Jordan, um, of course, specimen of an athlete with the last dance. Um, like I, I think I talked about with my other podcast. I didn't really learn too, too much about him that I didn't already know. But the one thing that did surprise me, like his, his layup package was crazy. I've never seen the hang time like that on anybody. So I was like, that's what really like I was taken aback by like all the little highlight segments and stuff with him, you know, his layup packages and crazy things he was doing in the air. So I was like, Oh yeah, definitely. I can see why I can see why, you know, the other generations, you know, are so big on him and stuff. Um, I'm big on him too as well, but I just like, that kind of you know sold it for me, put it over the top. I was like, oh yeah, he he's an athlete for sure. Um, those two, I'm going, I'm gonna go women's. Um, Serena Williams, nice, big fan of Serena. Can't argue with her accolades, different you know highlights and things I've seen that you know when she's played tennis. I think I've gotten to see her maybe one time as well. Um, I forgot the name of the stadium; it's closed now, but it's like Atlanta something. Um, stadium like open. I used to live not too far from or whatever, but yeah, athlete. Um, like I said, accolades on accolades on accolades, and he just one of the greatest. Like the arguments always made. Everyone always saying greatest tennis player of all time, but now nah, she's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Um, third or fourth? That's uh, that's three, right? Yeah, fourth yeah. one. Um, this one is tough. The last two spots definitely gonna be tough. I want to go. I'm gonna go football for one of them because I gotta touch every sport. I want to touch every sport. Make sure I do. Um, four. I'm gonna say Derek Jeter. I just like his game. I like the way he played. Um, like I say, can't argue with his accolades and also his leadership as well. Um, like I said, I just want to touch every sport. So Derek Jeter for baseball, definitely. I feel like he's a one of the greater athletes. Um, and then five. I'm gonna go with. Mm, tough because I want to go with a I want to go with a receiver and I want to say Julio just because I'm just the biggest <laughs> Julio fan he's not he's not really like he he's top receiver top receiver in the game not top five overall but receiver wise I'm gonna go I'll go I'll go Rand, not Randy Moss I'll go um Terrell Owens honestly Terrell Owens because just he, he was he was a specimen on the field as well. Like a lot of people probably don't like his attitude and everything, but he was a specimen on the field. He can run any type of route, like anything. He go across the middle, he'll go downfield, 
you know, he'll run screens, he'll do everything. And I like his personality as well. Like, like I said, most people might not be, you know, fond of it, but I liked it. I mean, it's, it's fun, it's playful, and it's like, you know, just funny the things he be doing. So he'll round out my top five. Um, so I say, just personally, because I've seen him, I know most people, of course, will say Jerry Rice is the GOAT, but I, of course, I never saw him <laughs> playing at any, any type of way. I only highlight, so. Yeah, those 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 would be my top five: LeBron, Michael, Serena, um, Derek Jeter, and Terrell Owens. Okay, that's uh, so. Where can they find you on social media? Social media, um, honestly, I'm just getting everything started. Like I said, I'm I'm a rookie in the game. I'm learning from you and uh, <laughs> you and Chris LeBron right now. Um, right. but social media wise, I'm um, I'm on Facebook. If you want, I guess add my regular Facebook is Jelani Brown. But I made a podcast page. For literally before we got on, um, it's just called "What the Game Means to Me." Um, like I say, if you search it um, on the pages, it should come up. Um, I'm also on Twitter. Um, my Twitter for my podcast is WTGMTM, and I know it's probably. And I'm oh, sorry, WTGMTM podcast. It might be a little hard, but it's just the first letter of every word in my podcast, which is "What the Game Means to Me." I didn't have enough, you know, characters to type out what the game means to me on Twitter for my little handle. So yeah, W W T G M M T M uh podcast. And then um it'll probably I don't have an Instagram yet, but I'm gonna make an Instagram for, for the podcast as well. And it'll be it'll probably be on my Facebook page or on Twitter. So if you look on one of those, you can be able to follow me on there as well. But all that's getting made today. My podcast is available on, you know, pretty much every platform apple spotify our heart radio um stitcher you know wherever you get your podcast from you can also go to the website uh i have mine hosted on simplecast so take the rss feed and you don't see i guess or you have a different you know podcast host just take the rss feed and you know put it on yours and it should come right up so yeah so most definitely man uh yeah. Appreciate you for coming by here on. Of course, of course. I appreciate you you for having me on. I appreciate you for being on mine as well. So um, I'm I'm having fun with it already. I'm having fun, you know, you know, me and me and you guys and, you know, just talking sports with you guys and, you know, everything, you know, that comes along with it, you know, learning and everything you guys have taught me so far. So I appreciate it for sure. And I already know, of course, we'll do it again. Absolutely. No doubt. Especially during football season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, got, I got stuff cooking. Uh, of course. I might have, a, I might have an NFC, uh, NFC South uh, preview that I'm going to be cooking up in the next few months. Oh, yeah, yeah. throw me on there for sure. Before we go, I wanted to ask you what, what you think. Uh, I wanted to know what you, um, I guess, your predictions for the Washington Redskins. Like, what, what, I guess, kind of win loss prediction because I know oh. y'all have a pretty tough division as well. Um, I'm, I'm almost like you when it comes to the Falcons, man. I can see ourselves being. On the verge between uh, seven and nine and nine and seven. Oh, seven wins. Oh, I, I can see that happening. I mean, I, <laughs> I honestly think that this team can at least double their wins from last season. Okay, okay, okay. That's hopeful thinking. I think so too. Like I said, y'all got y'all got the defense. You know, to back it up. As long as that offense is growing and, and you know taking a step each week, then I can see seven. Absolutely, yeah, I can see, <laughs> <laughs> I can see seven. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Definitely oh, yeah. appreciate you yeah. coming through this week. And uh, mm-hmm. any final words? Um. Uh, I guess really the only thing is, um, 
everything that's going on nowadays in the world. Everybody stay safe if you're going out there and protesting on the front lines. Make sure you're staying safe. Bring your masks. Bring um, you know, milk, different supplies, and everything that you may need, possibly need, hopefully not. Um, I guess if everyone you know tries to keep it you know peaceful and everything, but continue to support, continue to donate, continue to sign every position petition that you see please i've been signing any position petition i see all the stories i'm reading it's uh it's terrible a lot of the things that aren't shown in the media or aren't you know come to the for like come comes to light or whatever it's a lot of little stories and even here in my own home state i know there's about two or three different ones um that came up that i had to just sign the petition that i, I remember happening but remember they also just got swept under the rug um so yeah any any petitions you see please sign them. It definitely helps. It goes a long way. Like we said on my podcast, whenever voting um, in your respective cities and states come up, please vote. Um, and please just, you know, be part of the change and, you know, help make a change so we can hopefully, you know, make this country a better place for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So definitely appreciate you coming through with me, man. Once again, man, this has been the Couch Coach Live Sunday sit down, man. Yes, sir. Thank you again. Appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. Um, I have fun. Yeah, yeah. So catch you guys next time. Appreciate it. Yes, sir.